0: Hello, folks, welcome to Catalyzing Coherence. I'm joined, as always, with Matthew Prakowski. Hello, everybody. And How's today it going? we have the the esteemed pleasure to have Alexander Laszlo with us. Um, I'll let we, we were talking about how how should we introduce Alexander, and um, I'm just going to let him tell us how he thinks of the work he does and, and how he, he actually puts it into words because it's quite poetical. <laughs>
1: The work I do—it's—it's it's work, play, learning. It's—I uh, am a student of life, so I—I'm not coming with knowing, mm. but I really cherish this opportunity to explore with you some of the things that are. Playing around in my head Mm -hmm. uh, and in my heart, Mm -hmm. in my connection. So, a lot of that has to do with seeing the world in terms of patterns, in terms of relationships, in terms of processes, rather than in terms of fixed things, in terms of certainties, in terms of um, structures. I'm more interested in the flow and then the confluence. How do we flow together? Mm. So, I was mentioned before when we were, just before we started. That uh, on one of my uh, signatures and email, I have um, holistic being, transcendent consciousness, and curated emergence That's mm. kind of the three <laughs> three areas that I like to explore, and especially where they connect. How do we, how do, how can we be curators of life and of creative emergence, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But ones that are opportunity increasing, that are future creating and that are Mm life-affirming. So these are... And how do we do that together? Right. You know, so this is really my play space. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful because Matthew and I similarly um, go quite deep into the realms of what is reality Mm -hmm. and try to understand the nature of consciousness in the cosmos and all the different ways it takes form and shape. And to find other people that have been doing such things and then us seeing that the language is so similar that the conclusions we reach, um, as if there is some timeless truth that we can know and feel and understand in a way that has meaningful real world value and applications and insights. And the work that you're doing, um, and the institute as well, you can talk about. I think we wanted Matthew. You know, well, let's just let's just start here. Matthew, uh, we, we met on Friday um, at the interval. We have these happy hours at the interval on Fridays at uh, Fort Mason here in San Francisco. Um, and I told Matthew that night, I was like, okay, we're going to have Alexander on the podcast Today's Sunday, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all fathers out there and the elders. Um, and Matthew's mind got to thinking as well because he's someone that he thinks very deeply about all these issues. And he had a few basic points that I'll let him introduce in terms of just uh, some of the things that hopefully the ground we want to cover today with you while, while, while you're here in this first installment maybe of, of many in which we can get together and talk about such issues. Um, so please, Matthew, what, what were some of the topics that we're hoping to discuss today?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I mean, first of all, when you sent me Alexander's information, um, I was absolutely struck by the amount of symmetry between the type of work that you've spent your life developing or, or working on, um, and what we're trying to bring, you know, bring to the public in terms of the awareness of these thematics that are beginning to kind of break ground into the public consciousness and, and find their place in public discussion and public discourse. Mm-hmm. And um, looking through some of your work, there are some themes that really jumped out at me and. Maybe we don't need to go through all of these, but we were talking about one. We don't need to go all of them at the top. We can cover them organically. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about this concept before we started the video of synteny. Mm-hmm. And you know it, it aligns with this idea of of resonance or entrainment. But perhaps you could go um, into what you mean by this concept of synteny and how that plays a role in uh, steering or, or helping these emergent systems uh, find a guidance, so to speak. Right. Kind of.
1: Evolutionary leadership and those kind of skills. Yeah, yeah to that, definitely. Right. Um, well, I came across the term synthony when I was uh, looking at the work of uh, Teilhard de Chardin. He's mm-hmm. somebody who uses that that mm-hmm. term, synthony. He uses it in a very spiritual way. Um, but it, he uses it in terms of the way in which in the evolution of human beings and of consciousness, he sees that at some point in the not-too-distant future, we're going to be able to communicate with each other. Um, it's not ESP, but it's uh, direct levels of understanding. It's sort of embodied empathy mm-hmm. of the kind that uh, we all already can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that when we have a lot of institutions and a lot of setups that don't uh, structural setups mm-hmm. in, our, in our in our society. That don't honor that knowing, mm. that way of knowing that connects. Mm-hmm. There's this uh, really interesting uh, Netflix series now called *The uh, Sensate*. Yep, right. Very, it yeah. postulates this thing about Bukowski's homo, homo. Exactly, yeah. Wolkowski's, Right. I thought he was from Monsters, Inc.*, you know, but okay. Mm. <laughs> um, and uh, and it postulates this Homo Sensorium. So mm-hmm. it, great. It's a it's a movie. It's entertainment and so on. But it's interesting because it's in the field this sense of being able to explore reality in ways that go beyond just the five senses just mm-hmm. the five you know uh, uh empirical senses that we have for uh direct observation
2: yeah. the domain of more complex
1: sensorium exactly mm-hmm. and so Synthony relates to this in as much as it's a sense that we can cultivate, mm-hmm. and it's been kind of atrophying in human beings for a long time, especially since we've become so reliant on technology and we have things that cut us off from ourselves and from nature. The fact that we wear shoes all mm-hmm. the time, for example, mm-hmm. right? We're not in touch with the earth. There's a mm-hmm. whole level of communication that is stopped there. Mm-hmm. Imagine wearing gloves all yeah. the time, mm-hmm. right? Well, we do that, but on our feet. It's mm-hmm. kind of
2: like uh, we're we're almost trapped within our own abstractions. Too In, many layers indeed. of abstraction. And perhaps. when you
1: take that then into you know our, our devices that we're you know we get, we get the zombification of right, yeah. people, and then we we get we become not app enabled but app dependent. Yeah, and mm-hmm. all of this stuff um, uh, that tends to take us out of connection. Mm-hmm. So Syntony is about creating connection that has resonance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, right? How can but you can, res- you can be resonating with all kinds of things you mean resonating with a, a disease or mm-hmm. with a um, right. uh, you know more of a fascist regime you can mm-hmm. but how do you resonate with things that are life affirming mm-hmm. right. uh, future creating and opportunity increasing for everyone not just for yourself mm-hmm. opportunity increasing yeah. so that synteny is about listening into those patterns of emergence mm. that have those characteristics life affirming mm-hmm. future creating and opportunity increasing mm. um, and I think in the animal domain and the plant kingdom as well, different intelligence, but there is this mutual adjustment. You see these flocks of birds in you know, a murmuration of starlings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see them fly together. So beautiful. It's beautiful. So you beautiful. look at it from, this looks like one being, yeah. right? There's almost a clear outline. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no central tower saying, okay, bird five, <laughs> <ain't> <laughs> plain, turn left, you know, right. They, and they don't crash um- into emerge each other. in coherence. Yep. How do they go so quickly? Now that's, a true sense of sintony that they have. Yeah. That's synteny. Right? How can we mm-hmm. do that? We yeah. kinda it kicks in for us when we step into an elevator and we kinda just like where yeah. we are. Yeah. But we can
2: practice this and cultivate yeah. this yes. this listening into. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well that has a lot to do, it it seems like, with the evolutionary domain as well, where you know, in our in our lives, especially within our Western society, we are quite isolated as individuals mm-hmm. and we've lost touch with the idea that this evolutionary, this deep emergent evolutionary pattern Acts not only at the individual level, but also like the starlings at the group level in terms of shaping all of our interactions and, and what actually does help us to form these more elegant or beautiful or capable um, formations, greater formations, and not just the individual species and what, or the individual uh, member of a species right. and what allows that single individual to optimize its local reality. Right. There's a deep layer of, of how it all works in terms of the complex emergent system. Mm-hmm.
1: And that fascinates me. I mean, this is the stuff that I think right now we as a species are coming into becoming more aware of. And Mm -hmm. if we can turn that awareness into curiosity that we can help begin to explore, what would it mean Mm -hmm. to be not to lose our individuality? but to also be part of a collective being. Yes. And I don't mean like Star Trek, the Borg, you know. I don't mean being assimilated and then losing. Like an orchestra creating a symphony together. That's right. Yes. And, and I like the metaphor of, of uh, improvisational jazz. I, yes. We I think, do too. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that too. on a yeah. couple other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful metaphor. I think that's what the universe has been <laughs> playing we... since time immemorial, right? Namaste. Yeah. So how, how do we, how do we how do you, <laughs> for me, if you take that metaphor, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to – to be a good improvisational jazz player, you have to actually know how to – you don't pick up an instrument and just start mm-hmm. – you have to really know
0: music yeah. as yeah. well. Right? And you have to know who you're playing with, right? Yeah. Exactly. And we're like both
2: the rigid or not the rigid, but you need to know somewhat something about the more abstract rule set, but also I, be deeply in touch with the reality of the moment. This is where the the, the
1: this yep. organization I'm part of the Laszlo Institute for mm-hmm. New Paradigm Research mm-hmm. is set up exactly to be able to provide that kind of knowledge base. Mm. What is coherence, supercoherence mm-hmm. in physics? What's entrainment? What's entanglement? and how does that manifest at the social level as right. intertwinglement which is actually a term <laughs> i love that <laughs> That's good. Yeah. and love it's it. not a term we invented but it's a Where it's we're a term twinkling that with
2: intertwinglement <laughs> it's
1: nicer than entanglement isn't it i mean it entanglement is. You know, it's okay yeah. for, you know, yeah. for quanta to be yeah. entangled yeah. entanglement yeah. sounds it's, like i have something like stuck yeah. you know but you know, intertwinglement yeah. <laughs> is yeah. it's not nice. well, just like,
0: magic. Loop. there's something poetic or light like we're ballerinas right. dancing through the cosmos yeah, magical yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it
0: taps into that
2: intersubjective
0: element of yeah. it as well
1: and so you know uh with jazz i think you know uh there's this um this sense of being able to have that play space of course mm-hmm. music's creative and if you're in a jazz ensemble and you're playing in a smoky Basement, yeah. At night, <laughs> when it's thundering outside and there's a storm, mm. and people are downstairs, right? Right? You can see see <laughs> jazz, You got a very different. It's going to evolve differently than if you're at the jazz festival, right. the yeah. Monterey right, Jazz right. Festival. Environment matters in the daytime, yeah. yeah. You know, with people yeah. dancing outside in yeah. nature, totally. It's going to yeah. change it's that yeah. feedback system exactly. Yeah. So you listen, the jazz music listen into yeah.
0: not just what's in their head or in right. their heart. or a, just each other mm. but the whole place right it adapts to where it finds itself indeed as yeah. as does life and see this
1: for me is the cool thing is that that not only does the music evolve and mm-hmm. adapt but in evolutionary terms the instruments evolve while we're playing. Right? Mm. It's, uh, it's
2: poetic in that sense. Yeah, and totally. Our hands, we, our hands <laughs>
1: yeah. evolve too. It's all mutual co-evolving. Yes, mm-hmm, yes you know? it is. And letting that happen, you have to be able to, uh, if you were really stuck on saying, I need this instrument and I need certainty and I need control mm-hmm. and I need it to stay fixed, mm-hmm.
2: then you can't be part of
0: this right.
2: Synthony dance right. conversation. Yeah. yeah. That generative tension is really interesting between some amount of structure and some amount of fluidity yeah. to be able to mm-hmm. simultaneously be able to perpetuate itself with enough structure, exactly. but be loose enough to explore the territory so that you can adapt. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to get your take on something. In one hmm. of our earlier episodes, maybe it's the first or second even, we were talking about the uh, jazz metaphor. Right. And we were talking about the relationship between the jazz metaphor and tempo. And, and if, we're, mm-hmm. if we are playing yeah. this jazz piece together, what relationship or what happens when the tempo starts accelerating? Does it get more difficult? Do we change our behavior? Right. How do we adapt to that rapidity that we're, we're faced with in the world today? Mm-hmm. For me, it has to do with harmonics. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: So the tempo may speed up at certain levels, but then there can be a deeper... yeah. There a deeper rhythm that one can tap into as the well. That rhythm co- that connects to that tempo, the heartbeat but at a very different rate, mm-hmm. and it's not doesn't control it, doesn't hold it back, but it establishes also another rhythm that maybe helps make it less frenetic. Right. Certainly in this area, in Silicon Valley here, there's hyper-competition, right? And they're even talking about hyper-hyper-competition, right? (laughs) Which is the next... Runaway positive feedback loop. Yeah. Yeah. You don't don't, don't last more than seven years Mm -hmm. in this type of guerrilla strategy corporation. It's like it's burnout. Like literally just like what
2: happened in a a circuit with too much positive feedback with electricity or with sound where you get feedback. It's like it either... Bursts your eardrums, or burns out the circuitry, or burns out your being as a, as a person who's trying to build. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: when we see this. We see this. People take their lives, right? They seem yeah. to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. It was just recently we've had this happen as well. And because of this, I think this lack of connection. You know, you know this concept of Ubuntu. You know, it's yeah. also a, an operating system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's it's an ancient uh, holding coming out of the Zulu and the Sosha. Uh, tribes of, of South Africa. And um, here in our Western cultures, we have so much, you know, and I don't want to put everything on poor old Descartes. You know, he did his stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Did it was right yeah. at the time. No, everyone's... Right? Everyone yeah. is ragging on him. <laughs> well, but, you yeah. know, it's still, you know, I think, therefore, I am. I mean, he said, uh, dubito ergo cogito, cogito mm-hmm. ergo I am, therefore, I, am. I think, mm-hmm. is more... Could, but it's still I. <laughs> yeah, it's still true. I am. Yeah. yeah. You
2: know? Which I says am. little about how the I became... The I.
1: That's right. And in Ubuntu, right, exactly. it, is, it is I yeah. am because we are. Mm-hmm. And, that's mm-hmm. the, right? yeah. and then there's the And then we are because I am. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's the responsibility. <laughs> right. There's the reciprocity. Exactly. There. Yeah, for sure. But that sense of knowing that I'm part of a larger song, mm-hmm. and part of a larger tune. Absolutely. And that my melody needs to fit in. This is a I think an excellent metaphor for where the new scientists also find this idea of coherence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you look at it even at the quantum level. Yes. or at the, Let's take a living organism at the cellular level. Mm-hmm. There's a way of explaining disease, cancer, mm-hmm. as those cells that are no longer...
2: In They're no longer yeah. resonating with the same tune as the mm-hmm. rest of the being. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a malignant cancer cell is just a runaway cell exactly. creating things that are not in, in, in consonance or resonance exactly. with that structure. Yeah. So there is actually some, one of the things we're doing at the Laszlo Institute now
1: is exploring the implications for medicine. And we're mm-hmm. looking at mm. precisely how then can you, can you, it's not reprogramming, but it's more like reminding mm-hmm. right, the cells of their
0: home melody
1: right right yeah that can bring them back into this consonant yeah jam session with the rest of the being
0: and we should think because this co-evolutionary process goes both for us in the world but also within our own selves we are 37 trillion cells we have more cells in our biome than we do in actual like our actual self that we usually think of it's like we are this collection of life organized harmoniously through this coherent sense-making apparatus, which is heart and mind and all these different ways in which we cohere as an individual.
1: I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if this sense of being and this appreciation, this joy and awe, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really it's awesome yes. to think that yeah. all that is going on, It's right? And we're not having to say, okay, um, I need to uh, digest now. Right, I right. right. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah.
0: it's going on. It's the super coherence.
1: Well, super, you see, this is where we, where we tie in exactly, because coherence is... Within the system, though, at least the way we define it, and coming mm-hmm. from the from uh, from physics, mm-hmm. so within a system, you have levels of coherence where everything, when it, the ideal never happens. There, there's always something that's slightly off. Right, mm-hmm. if it's never like 100 percent, all down to the levels of the quarks aligned, it's not.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but that's all right. That's that's the dance. That's right, the breathing that, and totally. all of that. Indeed, even in in, um, the cardiologist will say that a healthy heart dances. Right. So it never has a fixed. If it's too rigid, it's
2: an unhealthy heart. Indeed. Yeah. So
1: part of that is that, but allowing for that play space and having that coherence. So there's nothing seriously singing its own tune, going off in in its own direction, Mm because that's, again, a is dis-ease, right, in (laughs) in the system. Um, That's coherence. When you take that being, like the whole system, and then check to see, are we in, real, in a coherent relationship with our environment. Right. Now, okay, do we have harmonious relationships here? Is there lying? Is there dysfunctionality? Is there sabotage, intrigue? Okay. That's... We hope not. No, <laughs> we hope not. But that's between the level of the system and its social environment, in yeah. this case, human beings, right? If we are in harmonious relationship on that level and harmonious relationship in within that's called super coherence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So internal is one level of coherence. External is another level of coherence. Mm-hmm.
2: Combined is super yeah. coherence. Right. like The superordinate coherence of the subjective and objective world, yeah. so to speak, Ooh. or inside and outside. world. Inside and outside. world. Yeah. 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 Those yeah. might be the the mapping yeah. might not be quite yeah. Um, symmetric. Yeah. One one thing yeah. I'm kind of in, You mentioned Descartes and kind of this mm. unfair. Um, you, know, you know, we have a retrospective perspective mm. looking at his work, and then we're kind of we see both where it shaped the world, but also perhaps where we're bumping up against the limitations of Mm. that mode of thought. Another thing that was really interesting that I came across recently along those lines was the history of how we came to view and study bacteria Mm. as like monocultures. Mm. I didn't know, but there was actually a time when each of them were, you you look under the microscope and they were called fission organisms because Mm. people just couldn't conceive that there were thousands, if not millions of species under that microscope. And so they took a single little um, particle or a single bacterium out in a petri dish. And that was the beginning of how we studied bacteria. And it was in this monoculture, right? It was in this hyper-rationalized context that was separated from the complex network in which it usually evolves and adapts. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we were only studying part of that supercoherence or we're only studying the again the the idea of how it de- behaves as an individual or as a monoculture as opposed to the full dynamic expression of of its potential so that, that seems aligned with some of what you're saying is that I mean,
0: don't we
1: do that all the time still yeah, yeah.
0: Least, yeah. i mean yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally. so interesting
1: how you, the classical science is moving yeah. now yeah, right? but yeah classical yeah. science the place where you do it is the laboratory yeah, right? yeah. And the laboratory is a place where you can exclude variables, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you don't have confounding uh, uh, effects. Yeah. Yeah. You can only study, you know, the relationship between mm-hmm. a couple of uh, um, variables that you want to study. That's not the real world, yeah. right? And it's a very small being part. able to see how things interconnect, and when we have to exclude all the time, say, okay, that's too complex for us to work with. Mm-hmm. We'll just work with certain particular chains and just from the point of view of physics Mm -hmm. not chemistry not biology I mean you know again these domains even disciplinary wise get separated and siloed Mm -hmm. the system sciences are exactly about bringing this back into a systemic integral understanding yes And it also has to be a lived understanding. Absolutely. And that's where we go beyond understanding here. Yeah. And the understanding here. Yeah. And then it's the collective intelligence as well. We were talking about a wonderful book by this woman named Wendy Wheeler called The Whole Creature. Mm. Where she starts to explore is there such a thing as a collective being, like a collective intelligence, but the sense of identity as well. Mm-hmm. For yes. example, in the memoration mm-hmm. of Starlings and mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Right? Can there can we can we and can we start to see them and see that they have almost rights or maybe not almost, but that they are beings. Yeah. How do we relate to that level? But we tend to yeah. parse things out, look at the bacteria by itself, see it over mm-hmm. here, and not respect the Ubuntu-ness of right. our being, you know, and that living community, living ecosystems, thinking in terms of ecosystems. Um, one last thing here. Sorry, going on. Like no, this, but continue. Yeah. This, uh, We're loving we it. We follow. <laughs> this, uh, there's this um, political scientist over in Berkeley, pa- Carolyn Merchant, um, who uh, writes about different uh, ethical frameworks. Uh, she talks about the egocentric, which is really the basis for all consumer capitalist frames. And it has to do mm-hmm. with strident individualism. And, hey, I look after number one, if everybody else did like mm-hmm. I did, we wouldn't have any problems. But we have to take care of others because they don't, they're not able to take care of themselves. So I'm being responsible by just focusing on the egocentric ethic. Then the homocentric ethic where we are, hey, you know, we are humanity. We have to really care for each other and for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't want orangutans dis- to disappear because we want our grandchildren to be able to actually see what they're like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's still homo. It's not like the orangutans have rights Yeah. in that, yeah. In that framework. Then there's the uh, ecocentric framework. And this is where I want to get to because the ecocentric mm-hmm. framework is like we are the planet. Mm-hmm. And she has this dialogue between an egocentric person and an ecocentric person. They're both in the rainforest, and one of them is trying to establish a, mm-hmm. a mall right mm-hmm. there. And the other one's chained himself to the tree and says, yep. no. Yep. And so the ecocentric egocentric guy says, why are you doing this? You're obstructing progress. We're bringing civilization where this is progress. What tree yeah. we ask you to intervene? And the guy, the the egocentric guy says, hey, I'm not a human being trying to protect the rainforest. I'm part of the rainforest trying to protect itself. Mm-hmm. So an expansion of identity mm-hmm. and this sense of being part, being actually a part of something much bigger.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in line with that, how do we In your mind, how do we bridge that gap between the the ego and the ecocentric perspectives? What does that look like? What do those dialogues look like? That's a deep part of what we're trying to do here at Catalyzing Coherence is find ways to help people from different perspectives. You know, people are these functions of their, their past and their culture and, you know, what they value at that given point in time, and then we meet people who have entirely different paths and entirely different perspectives. Like you just, you know, you mentioned a situation very much like that. Yeah. How do we bridge that? How do we, how do we start allowing that to kind of cohere?
1: Well, I think it's what you're doing. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's talking to people and it's connecting. Yeah. Um, th- there are three things I'm, I'm enamored of in my, my work play now. It's this idea of coherence that we talked about mm-hmm. and super coherence. This idea that we talked about already of uh, consonance, mm-hmm. right? Which is conscious. Resonance and how do we actually really align? That's the synthony dance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's connection, so coherence, consonance, and connection. How do we bring that in? And in a framework that the Laszlo Institute is, is focusing on now, is bring it into a five levels. So that you do this at all five levels, I, you know, that's still an ideal. I don't know, I, I, if, but if we can work practice this, yeah, you know, yeah. say, how do we bring this into our lives? So yeah. it's really it's curating. These, this dance, this synteny, yes. this jazz, yes. at these five levels. The first level is intrapersonal. Mm-hmm. How do we do it within ourselves? Mm-hmm. So, like you said, we're, we're like an amazing systems ourselves, mm-hmm. not just biologically, but emotionally and and ethically. We have all these things we have to think about and relate within ourselves. How do we? How are we a thriving system?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So that that's the first level of coherence. Right. Being thriving systems ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not egocentric. It's just being part. Of a, a, a garden of life, yes, system, putting
0: on right? our oxygen masks yeah. first to to then go exactly and- <laughs> right yeah being,
1: being whole and integral exactly yes. the second level is the interpersonal coherence and connection and consonance right so at that level again it's how do we have healthy relationships mm-hmm. how do we listen what they talk about you know active listening right mm-hmm. you know empathetic listening mm-hmm. so we're listening into not just to be able to make the next point. But saying, hey, what, what are they saying? Who is this being here mm-hmm. with me? <laughs> you know, and we relate. We truly seek to connect. And how, how is that being actually me as well? Mm-hmm. You know, because we... Mm-hmm. In this field, right. we, we co arise yes. How do we establish the resonance? Right. That, that, and, and the consonants.
2: Right? And the consonants. The yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah.
1: That, that, how do we do that? So that's the second level. So intrapersonal, interpersonal. Mm-hmm. Then comes the trans species. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are we doing that same thing? That same patterning of that dance, that set of relationships with the more than human world? Yeah. And it's not just animals and plants. It's also rocks and rivers yeah. and the water cycle. I mean, it's, how are we part of a thriving narrative? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chardin
0: mm-hmm. talked about this, right? Like going back to... I, I talk about the Gaia principle, but then he, he uses the term of the noosphere. Right. Very powerful. very powerful. Very powerful concept. So how, is, how are we...
1: What, is the, what are we taking reading from? It's like read out and read in
0: mm-hmm. to the noosphere. Yes. Right?
1: So how are we... How's that informing us? And how do we inform it? Because with our very thoughts... It's what's building it. Exactly. We are. It's a co-creative process. Exactly. So, so that's the that's the third level, right? The two more. So, interpersonal, interpersonal, trans-species. Then there's the transgenerational.
2: Mm. So,
1: how are we having that thriving conversation with our ancestors? Yes. Yeah. What is it? With, what
2: is the context like across time when you extrude exactly, it and you step back? Yeah. Exactly. It's the diachronic yeah. frame.
1: How do we do this in a way that also not only is with ancestors but with future generations? It doesn't have to be our own offspring but future generations of all beings are we and this is this people can more relate to this i think you know are we preparing a narrative that they're going to be able to take forward and, yeah. and thrive in or a song and say you mm-hmm. know or is it going to be you know
0: really a barren difficult yeah. narrative for them to live into that yeah so there's there's a proverb I, I forget i think it's of turkish origin that goes something like society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they will never sit under beautiful you know, when we have this connection with our children, our children's children, and we see the stream of life through which we are coming through ourselves, through the elders, through our past, through spirit, manifesting itself through this evolutionary process that takes form in ways that are now human. Now they're, you know, there there is some life spirit, right? The starlings, there's some... Something of an essence, a qualia that is hard to put our finger on, but it is this dance that we're trying to tap into. It's why I really love the notion of Tao mm. and this, this this underlying, graceful tuning of mm. yin and yang, this tension that emerges and, and all of life bubbles this, forth these are through that. This is the perennial wisdom. Right. You know? And mm. when you
1: were even quoting that, uh, uh, what you were just sharing Pre- about the the men preparing trees, yes, uh, planting trees and so on. This is... For me, this is—it's exactly doing that. You're 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 functioning at that fourth level now. When mm-hmm. you do that, you are remembering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're bringing membership yes. back mm-hmm. into. Yes. You know, bringing membership back mm-hmm. into remembering, mm-hmm. and that helps restore or restory. Yes. Restory mm-hmm. our futures and the recognition
0: know? to recognate. Uh, right. You know.
1: But you know, for me, it's, in a way—it's memories of things yet to come. Mm. You know, the, Pablo Neruda has a nice phrase I like around that. that. Yes. And he talks about recuerdos del porvenir. You know, hmm. memories of things yet to come. Beautiful, It's like a future Sensing resonance. In, yeah, but you know, our relationship with time. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're not there yet. But okay. <laughs> so the fourth, the fourth level is this, this one on uh, that relates a little bit to the time, right? So, to the past and, and future generations, and how are we in that syntony? Yes. Dialogue yeah. Yeah. in that frame. So you got those four levels, and the fifth is what we call the pancosmic, hmm. and that's where you're saying exactly, Brian, right now that we're in this, in this. Um, the starlings tap into this, this newosphere. The newosphere is actually something that, yes, is a sphere of this planet, but it's in the cosmos. Yeah. There's an anima mundi
2: mm-hmm. that it's underlies like the entire cosmos. It's nested spheres on spheres on spheres on spheres, exactly. all interacting, all sending information to each
1: other, and it's and resonating. It's not disconnected. We're not like yeah. some in our universe of our own. We're yeah. part of an mm-hmm. integral, unitary, holographic cosmos mm-hmm. that is mutually informed all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's recognizing that it's this having these coordinate systems that are separate from yeah. each other, right? This yeah. Cartesian...
0: Duality. Frameworks. I mean, he's ultimately espousing a duality That's that right. we're still recovering from today. And
1: that, I think, is what the new sciences are recognizing. Yeah. There is, we're not in a dualistic universe, yeah. but that all matter, energy, consciousness yeah. can be expressed in terms of vibrational patterns and packages of vibration. Mm-hmm. And, but it requires a new... Really, a new paradigm because yes. when we would take this down to in physics down to the smallest meaningful measuring measurement unit, which is the Planck length,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what the what they find at that level is no thing. There's right. nothing there, but mm-hmm. there is a vibrational signature, yeah. pattern, right? And there's a certain vibr that that vibrate. But people with with our old paradigm, we'd have to say, okay, so what's vibrating? Some something has to vibrate. No, it vibration is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but from with the old paradigm, you, that what doesn't make sense. You have to say, well, wait, the guy, some, something has to be vibrating. Yeah. No, actually, it is the vibration that causes the thinness. Mm-hmm. So what we perceive yeah. as material is mm-hmm. actually high frequency, high amplitude packets mm-hmm. of vibration. Yeah. Thingness all the thingness is the
2: interference problems. pattern. It yeah. is is the is the exactly. emergent uh, interaction of the underlying vibrations in in your worldview, or in, in the way that you're saying this.
1: Alan Watts uh, would talk about how if we had the right timing, we could actually stick our hand into a yeah. rock yeah. yeah. and pull it up, because it's always it's doing this, it's blinking on and off in certain ways. Yeah,
0: I had another, Watts is a big influence on me, and I think Matthew as well. Um, he, going back to this Cartesian duality, he says something on Taoism, I think it's actually a perfect summary of what Taoism is mm. in, in many ways. He says, it is the recognition that there is an Explicit duality within an implicit oneness. Mm. Um, And so. Really, we, what we might perceive as mind or body or energy or matter or yin or yang or all these this tension is actually it's it's inherent within this this wholeness, and that this is the dance of life. Yeah. And David Bohm mm-hmm. brought this forward really nicely in his conversation with Krishnamurti and
2: others. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is, this yeah. is um, some great conversations, that, they, had. conversations yeah. they had. Yeah, it's like a very generative tension yeah. as well, and that that uh, the idea of the duality within the oneness can also be mapped onto the idea of healthier generative competition within cooperative structures yeah right so not necessarily having these runaway structures of yeah exactly it's yeah. what you
1: were talking about how structures yeah can both create i mean you see, think about it. we're sitting in this building mm-hmm. and it's providing us with structure that is really helpful because mm-hmm. especially here you have soundproofing etc right yeah. but it also provides obstacles if we need to get out of the building in a hurry it, there are only certain places where we yeah. can go. Right. Constraints flow. Right. Constraints. So it both yeah. provides support and constraints. Yeah. And that's the nature of the structures of, of systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we play with that so that the, 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 the constraint aspects doesn't limit our creative, uh, harm, our syntonious evolution? Yeah. I know mm-hmm. I was going to use harmonious, but we can do that already. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> about that. But that, I think, is, that's part of the consonants where we then, it's not playing God, it's not saying we're going to make it be in this way. This is wonderful proverb that says, you know, we cannot direct the wind, but we can adjust the sails. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. Yes, that's a beautiful. So that's a beautiful learning
1: problem. how to do that, how yeah, to flow with it.
2: Yep. Yeah. You know? And um, and then understanding the limitations of that as well, and, and perhaps being okay with that or, or adapting to it as yes. opposed exactly. to fighting against no, it. Exactly. And you know,
1: when when you're flowing with, and then how to it's not always that you meet it head on yeah. I mean, yeah. it, there's, there's the obliquity of
0: right. it mm-hmm. as well making oblique paths mm-hmm. and this is so I mean we let's talk about some complexity science as well I know you're familiar with this this way of sort of organizing all these different disciplines that we find um, we often talk about cybernetics on this show um, and, and and cybernetics is a Greek word it means stewardship right it literally is the art of control and communication in systems both biological and machine it is Basically trying to say, here's a system, it is trying to get from point A to point B, like, I, I, again, using myth and metaphor, I, I like the notion of Ulysses. Mm. Ulysses is in Troy, he's away from his home, he's trying to go back to Ithaca to reunite with Penelope and Telemachus and this, you know, all these, this, this story around the idea of getting from one place to another, how do you do that? And we do. We live our lives through narrative. So there's a lot of sort of cultural inertia that's informing our every move and, and decision. But cybernetics is this underlying framework, the, these principles through how it, through which we can navigate all these different variables that life throws at us. And this is where the dance is so um, – it, it's where we should place more of a sense of – Art, perhaps, or craftsmanship, like how do we navigate these waters? How do we see the wind and actually start to move and let it sort of have us you know journey forward with its directionality at our at our back? Um, and so this idea of coherence, this idea of syntropy, um, all these are these are metaphors that can inform our present moment, and so taking this back to paradigms it seems as if we're on the approach of a new paradigm where all of these ideas are, can be felt and experienced and known across cultures, across time, and can be what we're now moving into more of an embodiment of these ideas, both in ourselves, but then also in our collective self. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that you frame the work at the Laszlo Institute as looking at new paradigms. Um, we often talk about the structure of scientific revolutions as well, and, and looking at how you know you go from... The world is flat to the world is round from the sun revolves around the earth to the earth revolves around the sun from the Newtonian clockwork to Einsteinian space time relativity to the quantum flux we find ourselves in today. You know, how do these paradigms, new paradigms unfold? And it seems like I feel we're on the precipice of a new paradigm. And how how does your work inform that sort of unfolding, that manifestation of these ideas into the world in, in Impactful ways. Mm. Well, again, for me, it's what
1: we are doing. We and the people who are engaging with us, listening in, and connecting. Mm-hmm. This is not anymore the work of a Descartes or right. a Ulysses. We're really also looking for in a process now of a co-emergence that will require a new mythos. Mm-hmm. So the ancient Greek mythos or the, the the hero who goes and battles right. and comes back victorious, or Joseph Campbell's hero journey. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a, we still have that same journey, mm-hmm. but we can do and must do this together. Exactly. We're all having okay. our own hero's journey. That's right. So this, again, goes back to this idea of that strident individualism, which is so endemic to this, our Western world, mm-hmm. what is it, plus that egocentric frame that we talked about earlier, right. earlier from Carolyn Merchant. I'm starting to now look at how are we an expression of a field Mm. not just a human field but how what is what is now emerging that is speaking through us beautiful i love this quote from 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 um hafiz the 14th century Um, (laughs) he's great uh, he said uh, the persian poet he said uh, i am the hole on the flute through which god's breath blows Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: prana
2: Life, and, you know this idea of he didn't say you notice he didn't say I am the flute.
0: Mm. Yeah,
2: it's also kind of like the I'm sailboat metaphor right. in that sense, where it's like if you're that whole, you have control to some extent over what flows through you, right. and therefore how you you know manipulate or how do you modulate those that, that flow so that everyone others can resonate with it. And indeed, it
1: means getting out of the way. Yeah, want to be the whole, It's, just, it's sh- not like hey. I'm the guy who is going to tell you yeah. how to do this. I'm mm. the hero. I'm the whatever. It's a different form of leadership. Yeah. It's the leadership that allows for the emergence of the murmuration yes. of the starlings. You yes. don't have one bird who says, okay, everybody gather around and I'm the, I got a choreography for us all. Okay, so I have a plan. You'll be over there. Yeah. No, we don't do the that. The Victorian element. right? It's yeah. real, right. So <laughs> learning that step that nature has been doing, right? This is the improvisational yeah. jazz ensemble that nature yeah. has been doing. How do we learn into that? and? The, the the strictures of uh, command and control that were in early cybernetics yes. uh, from you know the early Shannon Weaver and Norbert Weiner, and, Viner and yep. but it's moved beyond that the now the second order cybernetics second order and third order yes. cybernetics where we mm-hmm. start to look at we know that we know that's right we are a part of the system that we are observing but we're also then looking how do we remember or re narrate It's yes. right? change the entire narrative around this and that doesn't come from remember i love that yeah Yeah. so i for me this uh does get supported very much by the 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 sciences of complexity cybernetics uh uh general evolution theory yeah uh, evolutionary systems theory and so Mm -hmm. on and uh this systems perspective and cybernetics is a systems perspective yeah um bringing that in with science it does help us put on new lenses to totally. see the interconnectedness, yes. the interdependence, yes. uh, and the interrelationship
2: mm-hmm.
1: of this mutuality. And again, this for me means that we're living in a world where individuality, it's, it's great. I mean, we all are, are our unique song. It should be celebrated. Yes, yes. Right? But we don't have to fear the, 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 the um, uh, codependency Right when we are working with others to say, okay, your reality conditions mine. Right, mm-hmm. But we can create an interdependency yes, yes. where what we do does affect each other, mm-hmm. but not in a way that restrains, mm-hmm. but allows for. And I'm sure that's what... Actually, not sure. I would imagine that that's what the starlings do as well because there is no murmuration without the birds there. Yes. Yeah. So they all got to be there. Yeah. right. Yep. That's the Ubuntu again. But at the same time, they each benefit from what all the others are doing yes. and they have to be there themselves to make that emerge. Yeah. Isn't this the life on this planet yes, and in the universe? It, Very much. It's nobody makes it happen, Yeah. but at the same time we make it happen. Yeah. And the quality of that making, the quality of the air that blows through that hole on the flutes, that I think is what we most yes. affect. Yeah. Not necessarily the tune and so on. That, that's, that's getting out of the way mm-hmm. and allowing for that emergence. Yes. So we can have the universe flow through us. I, I took, a, I took a, uh, a seminar once with um, a workshop with Mali... Uh, Mali well, no, was Mali Domo It was Sobonfu who passed away recently. And uh, she asked at the why are you here? It was kind of accusatory. You know? hmm. said, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I said, I want to learn how to dance. Hmm. I want to learn how to dance, the dance that the universe has been dancing since... Forever. Yeah. And I feel I keep stepping on other people's toes. I step <laughs> on my own toes. Yeah. I don't know how to dance more fluidly. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of the seminar, I changed it. And I said, you know what, I really want to do is I want to learn how to be danced. Yeah. I mean, there's a, seems like a little difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah. I don't want to be the dancer. I want to be danced by hmm. all that is emerging around me. And right now, I'm being danced in this conversation by both of you. Yeah. Right? And I'm, I'm coming, al- my aliveness is because of you and this interaction, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think, what we can listen into more. And when you ask, how do we do this? How do we bring this in? It is listening into so that we are that participatory engagement in the, that dance of synteny Yeah, you know? it's beautiful. It something we can learn how to do better yeah yeah
2: i love that i love that I, I think that's that's also a wonderful uh way of beginning to explore something else that is a core thematic of, of some of your work which is this notion of science and spirituality right. as a living field of consciousness i think is how you put it and you know that's exactly. beautiful in this notion that yeah i think it's, it's uh, there's a lot of symmetry between what you were just talking about with respect to having um, different parts of the whole that may or may not recognize that they are in this dance or that they may be dancing one another. And the interactions between the participants of the dance have, you know, they're it is imperative that they understand that they're in a dance and that they understand how to um, make something elegant and beautiful rather than destructive. So in that vein, you know, it seems as if we're at the tail end of this, Period of time in which we've created another duality between the idea of scientific inquiry and yeah. spiritualistic um, inner knowledge. And I'm curious how you see those two parts of our world beginning to come back and perhaps dance more elegantly with one another. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's great. I was wanting to
2: go here. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, we're um, going there. <laughs> let's
1: take this a little bit into the science of it and then we bring this into. I want to take it medit- into meditation practice okay. afterwards, because right? that's again this: how do we, how do we develop new habits of being yes. and becoming, right? Mm-hmm. Being and becoming. We talked about that. I, being yeah, and becoming. that that day. that's the paradigm, right. right? Yeah. So, so I think from science what we're learning with this coherence. Right? I'm going to focus on that aspect. Is that um, matter actually is these coherent packets of vibration that have high amplitude and high frequency, so. Matter decays over time, and it has a relatively short lifespan in 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 the universe. Right, so things that we can see with our five senses see, hear, taste, smell, touch, with our five senses are um, uh, are things that we call that the universe. They're things in the universe. They're in the manifest reality. Mm-hmm. They emerge from the zero-point energy field, this quantum vacuum, which truly is a plenum. It's not a vacuum. It's actually a plenum because it's a a sea of potential and it's Hmm. consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's not the consciousness that we have as individual uh, beings, but it's a collective... Consciousness of the universe, not collective human consciousness, because that would be like anthropocentric for the whole universe. It's not that. Mm -hmm. And it's not anything we can relate to as our own consciousness. It's the basis out of which emerges matter and energy and and also thought.
2: Is in your mind, is that the 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 flow of energy or or the flow of air that's moving through the flu? Yes, yes. Yes, yes,
1: it's beautiful. That's that indeed that's the relationship between the cosmos which embeds and gives rise to the universe. Mm -hmm. The cosmos is actually bigger than the universe because it contains those aspects that can't be accessed by contemporary science that's based on the five disciplines, on Mm -hmm. the five senses, rather. But it contains things that we can sense and know. When you walk into a forest, you can sense something bad happened here. There's Mm -hmm. something here. I don't know what it is, but I got that feeling. It's what the sailors would say. I feel it in my bones. Mm -hmm. It's, it's It's this kind of knowing... Or you walk into another force and like, oh, my God, there's such peace and beauty right. here. I feel so, I don't know what this feeling is, but I, I, it's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Right? There's something here. There's love. So that sensing is not a knowing that we get by tapping into things we perceive directly through the five senses, but it's a different whole system right. knowing. And yeah. we have the ability to have that whole system yeah. knowing. In any event, the 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 physical things in the universe have that high frequency, and high amplitude, and they decay over time. Those aspects that are not accessible through the five senses, but are like a thought, an emotion, like you tell me, point to a thought, point to where it is in the head. Mm -hmm. You can talk, well, okay, there's this, but that's not the thought. Even if the the
0: synapses are firing, a chain chain of events, but that's not the thought. Right. Right. The yeah. thought is like yeah. the Exactly. It. There's some highly
2: yeah. complex interaction of many right. factors yeah. that are giving to the rise thought, to a thought. It's not the point. thought. Yeah. Right.
1: And and yeah. again, that's right. that's yeah. from Zen Buddhism, that's yeah. that's uh Alan Watts talks a lot about that as well. We mistake the map for yeah. the territory. Yes. It's like, it's like it's scientifically it's impossible
2: to with our current scientific tools or maybe any scientific tools uh kind of excise the lines of exactly. that thought with like a scalpel of science right, right, right. from the rest of the environmental or the world.
1: And there's so many things that we can't say okay here it is here's the emotion oh the emotion but in different cultures it's in different places we hold it right Mm -hmm. yeah the bottom line it's not there and this is where it comes doesn't mean it doesn't exist right but it's not there in the frame of the universe it's in the frame of the cosmos the cosmos holds that field which often we has been talked about in spiritual traditions and some as the akashic field Hmm. and the akashic field is the field of memory the memory field We can't explain so many phenomena of consciousness with our contemporary science. There are, there's enough evidence that, again, this isn't direct measurement, but there's enough evidence for uh, people who live full lives, but when they are four or younger, they have knowledge of places and of events. Yeah that doesn't make sense. They were never
2: there or there was a different time. I'll give time. you an example of that. I remember I have a very strange memory and I was like maybe three and a half years old in St. Louis with my mother. And my mother was lost um, driving around and I didn't know how I knew how to go home. Um, but I had this deep sense of, of knowingness of how to navigate back home and like, as like a three-and-a-half or four-year-old, like guided us home <laughs> without knowing we, necessarily we, how we, I did it. Or like memories, like when I was a child, where I was like, I didn't know how I knew something whatsoever. Isn't that amazing? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I
1: mean, but we, we... See, this is where partly also the last one was to focus on education because we... Damp that out. In fact, there's a book by Leonard Schlein called "The Alphabet Versus the Goddess," Ooh. and he he studies how in different cultures, uh, especially those that have non-pictographic, and non-iconographic languages, hmm. right? So, it's just so like we, syllabic or phonetic, right? Yeah. We put together words with letters, yeah, basically. When we learn how to read and write before the uh, uh, and and do math before the age seven, his words
2: we kill our relationship with the magical, mystical sense mm-hmm. of the world. Huh. Do you and think that's because there's a, it's more abstract in that sense? We start as to opposed to pictographic. it, like, and it mm-hmm. starts
1: to be here, yeah. and we start to, stop to think yeah. with here or mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I mean, there's a kind of thinking that comes from here. Totally. Right? And it's, it's that what you were doing when you were three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like
2: the intuition or the resonance with...
1: It's informed intuition. Yeah. Right? So this is what we're seeking to cultivate as well. But let me, let me get back to the science. So we can put this into the spirituality business. So we've got the, the things ma- matter that has that kind of high frequency, but the things that have low frequency, low amplitude... Our thoughts, our ideas, our... Uh, it doesn't mean that they don't disappear. We can lose that. But they stay in this Akashic field. It's a dimension that can't be accessed but in the physical universe. But it in for, literally informs, put form into mm. the physical universe.
2: Is that uh, related to some of like Sheldrake's work? On very that? much yeah. so. He talks yeah. about
1: uh, morphogenetic and morphic yeah, fields. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, but those are localized. So this mm. is now looking at it at a universal frame. Yeah. Saying that there is, a, and David Bohm's implicate and explicate order, right? That's the, it's the same, same meme, if yeah. you will, right? Okay.
0: I, there's a meme, there's a bumper sticker that Terrence McKenna used to talk about. He goes, man thinks, God knows. God knows, man thinks. Yeah. That there's something nice. beyond our conscious awareness that we actually can tap into as well.
1: That's the hole in the flute again, right? Yeah. How do we flow that or how are, being, yeah. are we being flowed, yeah. right, when we let that mm. happen? And a lot of that letting happen is seeing that, if you want to take it into that framework of God or who I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily some go abstract
0: a, metaphor to. But
1: I see it that that is what we are being and
2: doing when we are in synony. Yes, that is yes. the breath. Yeah. The yeah. will yes, of God. It's it's like as as the way. air flows through our separate holes, we make our unique sounds, and then it comes out back into the universe. And becomes, once again, the wind that flows back into Informs the, the you
1: know, Right. It helps yeah. pattern in the universe. And then can be accessed Rhythm. by others. Right. Yeah. That's why it's holographic. It's mm-hmm. transtemporal and non-local, this field, the mm-hmm. Akashic field. Yeah. Um, so if we look at that, then we get to the idea that there is the possibility of this incarnate consciousness. Mm-hmm. So what happens to us when we die? This is part of, we have a book called, that I wrote with my father, better said he wrote it. With me, Because <laughs> right, he, he, he did the, the genius work on it. Um, and it's called What is Reality? Hmm. The New Map of Cosmos and Consciousness. And what we look at then t- brings together so many different uh, thinkers. Now, we didn't only write. We brought together a variety of mm-hmm. neuroscientists and biologists and, and uh, sociologists. You had so, some great
0: people tied to
1: that book. Really interesting people. Yeah. So what, what we, we explored together, including some... Um, uh, spiritual leaders and 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 mystics as yeah. well, but but again informed. We're trying to get separate the wheat from the chaff and make sure it's not quackery. Yeah, right. You know,
2: so which is difficult in the, it's in a realm it's, where it's where it's so esoteric. We we were kind of feeling in the dark.
1: But does it have that consonance? Does it actually yeah. ring true with a broader sense of like? Can it be? Uh, replicated in the sense, not maybe direct, but you see that other people have said similar things over time. Yes, yeah. so that's where the spiritual traditions come in very mm-hmm. importantly as well. So what uh, what they uh, look at here is that uh, there is the, there is the notion that this this patterning in the universe that leads to high frequency, high amplitude things that we see and observe, mm-hmm. and other aspects that we know that are real, emotions, love real but we can't like it's here it is yeah right and thoughts Um, and ideas and creativity these are things that you can't point to yeah but they are a huge part
2: of our cosmos do you think there's something to the idea that because i mean i'm getting this this idea or this this visual in my mind of you know the cosmic background microwave radiation of this this kind of encapsulating um low amplitude um pattern that isn't quite uh high amplitude or, or or it doesn't concentrate enough to break into our domain of consciousness that we've adapted to. Um, it seems like, because you're, well, you're, you're making that distinction between these high-amplitude um, and low-amplitude types of vibrations where it, it seems as if in our conscious mind, or maybe perhaps the conscious mind as we know it, mm-hmm. is adapted to the former but not the latter. Do you think that's... No, a, I, no? I, I, okay. I wouldn't say that. I say that okay. they're, they're both
1: present but because of our cultural because there are many cultures okay. that are adapted to this interesting also, that hold this I mean it gets a little so you bit think back that's more that.
2: like the langu- the linguistic element that you're talking about shapes that more that's than, right. okay
1: that's right there are cultures which have a diff- different know- all of the not all because again there's quackery involved but many shamanic traditions yes mm-hmm. move along these lines directly mm-hmm. yeah. they talk about a technology of consciousness mm-hmm. and about ways of knowing that we can't get to through our science yeah. but that Affirm similar patterns, yeah. but they do it through a different way of knowing. Yeah.
2: Or when yeah. you ask them wh- how they figured out which plants to put in the ayahuasca, right. they tell you the right. plants. Told <laughs> yeah. them. That's right.
1: You see, so yeah. again, that, that is, so we have the capacity to, yeah. access, but in our Western educational system, primarily, yeah. we are scared yeah. to. Be informed by that. It has to come from. We, otherwise, we lose control, yeah. and we're and and we lose certainty. Yeah. But we don't allow something to flow through us. Yeah. Like, whoa! What are we in in, in some, We're uh, possessed. Yeah. We're
2: we holding on so tightly to that previous paradigm. What, that ego, ego, ego. Yeah. Me. Yeah,
1: I'm. Yeah,
0: I'm yeah, in yeah. charge.
2: I'm in charge. Yeah.
1: yeah. But how do we? How do we? did allow us to be in charge. But again, just sorry to come back. So we got the. We got the. Of course. Physical stuff. Yeah. High amplitude, high frequency, and then we have the world of. Ideas, emotions, uh, spirit, yeah. if you will put it in a broader sense. Yeah. Okay? That's low amplitude, low frequency, and has a very low decay cycle so mm-hmm. because of the low amplitude, low frequency. Yeah. So and can and it
2: operates over long time scale as well, though, because of scales. that it amplitude.
1: Seems, it seems maybe almost uh, eternal. Right? Yeah. It mm-hmm. seems that. But the cosmic ohm. Indeed. <laughs> but we as human beings, or as life, you, know, you take a, a dead body, put it there, and you take a living body, put it there, and they're both... Let's say inert. Let's say one of them's uh, in a deep sleep, mm-hmm. and the other ones, and you can barely see them breathing, right? You, you if you, you know, maybe if you aren't really at centered and uh, connected, you would say, "Well, they're both the same." But you can know. You get close to them, and you can know which is alive. What's the difference? How does one? How is one alive, and one is just a dead body that's not animate, right? This is, you know, Frankenstein, all that kind of like that, all that question. What we're coming to look at is, and this is just a, a theory. This is not, or rather better said, it's a hypothesis. It's not even an established theory. This is just a hypothesis, but I'm exploring this yes. myself. Yeah. So this is where I am in my inquiry. doesn't mean this is like, oh, this is what it
0: is. Can right? I preface this? this my inquiry. McLuhan yeah. said, mysticism is just tomorrow's science dream today. Hmm. And was it Arthur C. Clarke who said any sufficiently advanced technology is, is indistinguishable from magic? magic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the, all
1: these things, right? So what well, we don't know that we don't know. Right? It's, it's why now. we use art a lot, because art actually helps. Evokes, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So, But here's where I'm going with this, my, my hypothesis. Okay, Please. so look, you have, the, you have the high amplitude, high uh, frequency matter. And when the low amplitude, low frequency matter, uh, sorry, patterns, not matter, but patterns, Merge with that mm. you get an amalgam mm-hmm. yep. and that amalgam and it's like you know you take lead and gold you get an amalgam yeah right and i forgot the name of the thing but you you get something else and then you can separate them out again with sufficient heat right but yep. they have special property when it's one and it becomes one thing yeah we as a living beings are both high amplitude high frequency matter and we are Low amplitude, low frequency, thought, emotion, mm. spirit. Mm. And that is when we are combined. When we die,
2: the low the amplitude, split. low frequency
1: yeah. goes its own way. Right. And the matter goes its own way and, and recycles. Yeah. yeah they're right? no longer bound. They're no sense. longer bound. Yeah. Right? No longer coherent. That's right. Yeah. And, and decoherent. It, it could be coincidental, but part of that, that, that this incarnate consciousness can return into matter at another point. And right. so this'll get into the potentials of understanding things in terms of whether it 's reincarnation or what but it 's the idea that there is this disincarnate yeah. consciousness has a variety of different potential paths that we have studied from now this is where you go to the spirituality, yeah. the whole understandings of the Bardo and the different paths and what interesting to explore and we can 't write it off as being being uh, it 's not absurd yeah. that 's what 's interesting about it um, and and for me the the This has implications now for, and this is the last thing I'll say on this part, for how I meditate. Mm, Please. Because um, often we meditate in one way at one time, in one way. So we try to go into our inner world. We try to calm, slow things down, and we connect to the eternal. That is absolutely great. But that's on that one dimension of our being, which is the low frequency, low amplitude, which does connect us to the more holographic, uh, uh, dimensions of our universe. Mm-hmm. It does take us into those domains. Fantastic. But we, we leave or ignore or don't pay attention to our body in those things, yeah. our physical aspects. If you follow somebody who is in in sports when they get in the zone, right? or uh, people who train in the martial arts, and I, I do a lot of training in that as well, you want to be very present. It's a different form of meditation. You want to be so... All your senses are awake. You are... They talk about being raw, relaxed, awake, and waiting you 're in a ready state yeah, so you're you can hear things that are happening outside of the building because mm-hmm. you 're not hearing, but you're connected yeah so those, when you're in that kind of very highly attuned physical presence state, you can perceive things around you that you can tune into a conversation over there, you can tune into what's happening outside the building yeah. you can you can be aware of yeah. You know, when your when your your chi is very yeah. highly uh um active mm-hmm. and attuned. Um mm-hmm. so for me in meditation I now seek to do both. Mm-hmm. It's like the Tuven throat singers who can hold mm-hmm. two notes at one time, right? Or the whirling dervishes who connect both to the eternal and to the terrestrial Yes. Right? Yeah. Heavenly clouds, feet on the ground. That's right. Yeah. right? And, and all the I Ching, which has this, you know, the... the, the heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Yes. So, but connecting to both. Mm-hmm. Yes. Simultaneously. It's like holding those two notes yeah. simultaneously. So both calm, yes. relaxed, open, yes. ready, but also in your body, present, in the moment, here and now.
0: Yes. That
1: yeah. is our true aliveness. Yes. You really are alive. Totally. It will
2: stretch you to make a greater space for right. yeah. right. your being.
1: And I think... When you asked earlier, how do we what are the practices that we can bring this, you know, bring this kind of synteny and this coherence, this super coherence, it's practicing that dual holding to connect with all those as I mentioned, those levels that the interpersonal, interpersonal, the trans species, the transgenerational and the pancosmic. Mm-hmm. You can do that when you kind of it's like when in a bicycle wheel, when you the old kind that has spokes. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, they're changing. But you would true the wheel. I remember I had to Carbon fiber. The wheel, right? I don't know. <laughs> I welcome to that. I'd have to true the wheel, right, so to make that sure that it wasn't wobbly, right. Yeah. And when it ran true, it would run smoothly. There wouldn't be a wobble in it at all because you'd have all those nicely. Aligned harmoniously, aligned. Right. This is a practice, I think, of truing. Yes. Right. Our truing mm. ourselves. Yes. And that can allow us to be better holes in the flute, mm. and the music will flow through with more clear tones. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all it is. It's, it's, it's honing ourselves yeah. to be better expressions of yeah. the
0: universe. It's a lightning It actually feels uh, there's a sense of levity this feeling, a lightness. And so you can think about this flow just allowing for spirit to move through form in the most sort of gentle well, way.
1: And wh- and wh- why do you think it's a lightening? I mean, I, I think so too. Yeah. But I'm, so, I'm not sure. It's almost a... There's a kind of release and relief in this. Yeah,
0: I, I think it, by giving way to flow, I think flow leads to lightness. So... Mm jack nicholson the, the the uh the golfer talked about how he would hold a golf club as um you know like a bird right that you don't want to you don't want to squeeze you it too squeeze tight it. but you want to have a, <laughs> a firm grip on it that um i don't know i just think bringing in sport as a metaphor bringing yeah. in musicians that they're not heavy when they're playing they're actually allow They're light they're allowing for their greatest expression of themselves right And yeah,
1: well, Matthew is what you were talking about also earlier in terms of structure, right? I mean, if you have too much of it, uh, then you're constrained. Right. If you have too little of it, it's oceanic, and you you can't—you know—have no platform to stand on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this bound. That's I think this dual holding, knowing that it's a unitary universe, right? It's not dualistic. Frankly, we're all, in the end, the yin and yang are one, right? Because you look at a baseball, it is a perfect yin and yang symbol in 3D, right? You know the way it's. Sewn, Mm. if you look at it flat on, that sewing is a yin and yang symbol if you look at it flat. Yeah. Yep. But yin and yang actually are this, Mm -hmm. right? And it's a one holding, it's a one unity. We can see those two parts, the light and the dark, and so on. Buckminster Fuller's map of the world actually is similar.
2: Mm -hmm. The geoscopes. Yeah. I think the uh, the lightness as well, I think it possibly has something to do with this. When you strike that balance when it when it is in balance, when your tone is clear, there's mm. this reduction of friction it 's nonlinear yes. and you hit it almost kind of like a, like a superconductivity yeah right and then and if you're in that moment, then you are quite literally a vessel through which the universe flows um, in a way that is effortless and in a way that is more capable of creating those types of uh, harmonics or, or resonances that are also identifiable. By others but and can draw this people to
1: I mean this is a ecstasis, this is
2: a, yeah. Yeah.
1: ecstasis right right and ecstatic it's, moment ecstatic moment is a yeah. sense of and I live for these things I mm-hmm. mean when there's a moment yeah. that it's almost as if a bell goes off inside mm. and it's a and it can be brought on by a great conversation yeah right? <laughs> it can be brought on by a smile of a child yeah it can be brought on by seeing an athlete do something that is just expressing themselves mm-hmm. so beautifully. Yes. Yeah. And you know that when they did that expression, it wasn't because they somehow, like, oh, I'm going to make my move. It wasn't, it was a whole expression. Totally. Right? That wholeness of the light coming through the trees in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Those are moments when there is an expression of the ecstasy of the universe. Yes. Yeah. There's joy and awe. Yeah. And for me, this is. I think where we're moving beyond the focus on sustainability as a species is very important. We need to become sustainable. We need to learn how to live. It. We live within the carrying capacity yes. of our planet, but we have much more potential and much more. Yeah, um, I think responsibility in a way, responsibility to yes. <laughs> to be the uh, uh, a part of that. Cosmic jam session. Yeah, this is yeah. joy and awe. This totally. is thriveability. Yes. it's beyond. It's the thrivability,
0: yes. Yeah, it's this is fabulous. more joy and awe. These are. It's not right. just like we're going to get to some neutral thing. We're like, oh, are we? Are we sustainable? Are we sustainable right. No, we can be sustainable, and then we can actually build art and 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 all these beautiful things that There's arise through that abundant right. world that we can help build and create carrying capacities that we can't even imagine at the moment. You know, we had, I had a. I had For all of life. Exactly. Yes. I
2: had all a, sentient beings. A
1: student who put this once, uh, so funny, it was so good. He said, okay, we got to move from scarcity to abundance. Mm-hmm. Think about scarcity. It's like scare city. I love the way that you break down yeah, words. Yeah, right? it's, it's, a, it's such a wonderful city. communication mechanism. Like <laughs> and we got to move to abundance. And you start to shake <laughs> it. <up.
2: laughs> to abundance. You know? Yeah, that's right. that's, that's yeah it's so memorable. Of it. Yeah, yeah. It's so, good. <laughs> so it
1: has to have play to it as well. Totally. Yeah and and maybe it's one, 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 of the, one of the fewer last things for me the the idea of if we talk about people who talk the talk only right and then they gotta learn how to walk the talk yeah right okay yeah. great so that's being coherent yeah cool, and being you know having integrity but people still do walk the talk and then they go home and they do other things right they know how to they really know how to show you but they may not be really living integrity people who live the walk. Mm-hmm. It's just their way of being. Mm-hmm. You can tell. They live the walk. Mm-hmm. It's They're not trying. Mm-hmm. Still, I've met people who live the walk with a real holier-than-thou attitude. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm living it better than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm more sustainable or whatever. <laughs> I'm more enlightened, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Competition of enlightenment. <laughs> 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 it is, it is, Alan Watts
2: was like, you know, talking about even like the com- competition between gurus, gurus and, yeah. and a guru talking about uh, a guru talking about another guru as, right. as as kind of being part of that competitive game. But yet, the guru mentioning the fact that another guru is trying to right. compete is in itself a form of. But I'm not like that no, guru. I'm above that. Yeah yeah, 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 I've, yeah. yeah
1: I have yeah, yeah. same game. <laughs> <laughs> I have more nothingness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have, I have, I have more nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but So what I really like, moving beyond the idea of living the walk, because you can do this like in a real, yeah. I don't know, holier than thou frame, is dancing the path. Yeah. The people play with it a little bit. They don't take themselves. Yeah. I mean, this is, should be serious fun. Yes. Right? its It has to have... Yes. You know, when you pack the logs too tightly, there's this old thing, right? There's no fire, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. This, there's, the, yeah. there's a little bit of the play between them, allowing for that, allowing for the breath to come through. It's not all... The precision work of the engineering or of the science in its strict form it's also allowing for the unexpected totally allowing for things that this is where if you if you're not curating emergence Mm. but you're just trying to realize fulfill the plans that you have there is no emergence you're just fulfilling your plans
2: yeah but it's all convergent
1: right so holding back and saying i don't know i don't know what's happening and i'm but let's see -hmm. But knowing that this is a fertile, trusting, aligned on those five, right? This all healthy synteny along those five domains. Yes. Then you can allow things to flow through without, and and again, just holding space. We talk about creating systemic nurturance spaces, Mm -hmm. not just finding the systemic leverage points. How are we going to shift the system? Yeah. That's reductionistic. How do we create those systemic nurturance spaces?
0: Yeah. You know, where you feel called yes Um, i love that concept of holding space mm. it's what we're trying to do in a lot of ways it's you know even just your presence i feel as well you you hold space when i when i greeted you with a hug you you know we were talking about just that allowing of heart connection with ourselves with each other um i was listening to jack cornfield talk Mm. the other day about this metaphor of us all being gardeners beautiful and all of us all around the world we're gardening in our own worlds, and we're part of this permacultural garden together Um, and we're coming up on on our time here and i think we can just sort of end in in that sentiment of of what we're doing here we're holding space together and it feels really good it feels really um enlivening and and coherent and as we move through the world you're heading back to buenos Aires. i am you know we're all in different parts of the world folks out here listening you know wherever they find themselves this is a collective process that we're all doing together, um, and it starts with this knowledge, this this knowing, this awareness. But then it actually is embodied in our lives and in our shared world. Hmm. I
1: think that as gardeners, mm-hmm. you know, and I, yeah. it's a great metaphor being ecosystem gardeners. Yes. But- all sorts of ecosystems, not just the, yes. you know, I mean, there are yep. all sorts, right? Take and care of yourself, you, take you care of your brother, this. your sister, everyone. You are, your, you are like everyone. exemplary gardeners, right? And this wouldn't have happened <laughs> Thank if we you. gardened this wonderful, for me, wonderful conversation and exploration. I've learned tremendously from both of you, but the kind of learning that is not like, oh, I, I got the new formula. No, right? <laughs> I've learned about humaning. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, humaning <laughs> together. Yep. And I think that, that's, that's, for me, just so rich. And knowing that there are many different types of gardens, right? So it's okay to be a gardener of a French garden, which is very different than an English garden. Right. right? And that's very different from gardens in Amazon. Yeah. Right. Not thinking there's one right way. Right, you know, right. But saying, you know what, yeah. we're all curating
2: this field of emergence. Yes, right. And we all come to the gardening convention that's, together. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> don't say, hey, look, Let's I got. Let's share our harvests. We can trade. I got a roundup. No, not With that, right?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Kind yeah. To come from so. ourselves. Yes, from, from here. Yeah. And
1: that's that's we bring ourselves to the garden.
0: Alexander, thank you so much for being here and, and sharing you. your wisdom and everything and. Look Thank f-
2: you. I deeply you appreciative of you here. joining us today. Yeah. I'm so happy that Brian, you know, that you and Brian found one another yeah. uh, at the Long Now and this was yeah. absolutely wonderful. I'm, I'm going to be high for the rest of the day. Nice. <laughs> nice. Namaste. Namaste, friend. Ashe. Thank, Thank
0: you. you.